0: Our guest is Barry Zalma, who has nearly five decades of practical insurance claims experience and serves those who are faced with an insurance claim or insurance coverage dispute. Barry assists clients to resolve any insurance problem that is faced by attorneys representing insurers, lawyers representing policyholders insurance claims management, insurance claims personnel, and those that they seek to serve. His experience as a consultant and expert witness can make the difference before a jury, other uh, trier of fact, or mediator. Uh, Barry is an internationally recognized expert on insurance claims, coverage, fraud, and bad faith, and Barry lives in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome to our program, Barry Zalma. Well, Barry, uh, thanks for joining us today, <clears throat> and I'll just uh, want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, appreciate you uh, dialing in to visit with us. Uh, you know, tell me about uh, your business now, and what's the nature of your business? Well, my business
1: now has uh, changed from practicing law to consulting with insurance companies and their policyholders and their various lawyers on insurance claims handling situations and if necessary serving as an expert witness in trial for uh, the lawyers who retain me uh, I testify both for policyholders and for insurers and keep my uh, workload fairly light I spend most
0: Well, how did you uh, get your start or what was the original interest in uh, doing specifically uh, the work with insurance fraud? Uh, How did that come about?
1: company as a trainee adjuster and acted as an adjuster with the fireman's fund for five years while well, I worked my way through law school until I was a senior claims representative how to be a lawyer in a small firm. I became an insurance coverage and insurance defense lawyer and did that almost continuously until this year. In between, I set up Zelma Insurance Consultants, which uh, is my consulting firm, which is basically what I do now, and a company called Claim School Incorporated, which is the publisher of some of my e-books. my newsletter and so that keeps me fairly busy but I've been a coverage lawyer for 40 years and I've done a lot of work in insurance fraud and I started Zalma's insurance fraud letter which is available free on on the uh, internet uh, about 19 years ago almost 20 years ago it'll be 20 years in January Uh, so that's what I do
0: yeah well, tell me about uh, when you first got in uh, as a new lawyer in this business. Uh, you know, do you do you recall uh, what maybe one of your first type of fraudulent claims uh, that you were exposed to? What was the nature of that? What
1: well, one of the first when I when I was an insurance adjuster was a poor man who really didn't know how to set his house on fire, and he tried. He he would start a fire in a closet in his house, close the door, and then go out and buy something at the grocery store to give himself uh, an alibi. But when he came back, he found out starting a fire in a closet, you know, there's no oxygen, there's no oxygen, the fire just burned itself out. He tried it five times, then he burned five closets. But he never was able to burn his house down. Uh, That was an incompetent arsonist. We also had the competent ones who totally destroyed the property and who it was very difficult to uh, obtain even a prosecutor's attention, let alone a conviction or avoid a claim when they do a really good job and destroy everything and uh, have prepared. There are professional criminals. That got my mind started on it way back when I was a young insurance adjuster became an insurance defense lawyer the cases just started coming and they came in all kinds of fake thefts to uh arsons for profit to automobile accidents that were set up the, the classic swoop and squat and things like that
0: yeah when uh when a case uh or when fraud is suspected uh what's usually some of the uh uh telltale signs or what usually uh is uh the first indication uh that uh, something isn't right uh for a claim well-
1: things that give you an indication of fraud, Uh, theft losses after a divorce, uh, where in states like California, which is a community property state, all the property must be divided equally. For some reason, after a divorce, there's a robbery or burglary, and all of the things that went to one spouse are claimed stolen by the other spouse and vice versa. And if they've got more than one insurance company, never the twain shall meet. And we've seen claims where people, you know, where the same claim is made to three to five different insurance companies at the same time. That's a red flag. I, in my book, I've got more than 100 red flags
0: of fraud that yeah. are listed. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge as a fraud investigator? Uh, you know, what's the biggest challenge an investigator has in terms of putting the pieces of this puzzle together. you've spent uh, decades uh, involved in this Uh, uh, does anything surprise you Uh, do you do you come across (laughs) uh, things that are being surprised or do you think you've seen it all
1: Uh, every time I say I've seen it all somebody comes And when we ended up doing the investigation, it turned out that the owners of this company was going broke, and all the red flags were popping up, had had his employees put all of their furniture, which was mostly composition board, under a single sprinkler head. They tied a rope around the sprinkler head, pulled the sprinkler head out, water flowed, and uh, on to this furniture, uh, the, unfortunately for the thieves, uh, the, the fire department came immediately. And what they do is they put tarps over the stuff and suck out all the water. They didn't know that the fire department would come as soon as water came out. So after the fire department left, they had these two poor guys who were saying it wasn't an accident. Use the Bucket Brigade to pour more water on the furniture to make sure it was totally destroyed. <laughs> and uh, they we eventually denied their claim in full. They were arrested, and uh, they got out on bail and left the country. And I guess if they ever come back, they'll be tried. The chances of them coming back is slim. The, the bail bondsmen
0: found them, and they, they pulled some machine guns on them. That told him to leave, so he left. Yeah have uh, Have you seen uh, changes over the indust uh, in these types of things over the years, Uh, or are they seeing the same basic human uh, conflicts that have always been present?
1: companies that have special investigation units and they're being staffed by actual investigators television set to a burglary just to cover his deductible. And if that happens over thousands and thousands of claims, the losses can be enormous. But the the real rings, the the organized crime operations are, are getting bigger now. Heck, we're even finding terrorist groups that are supporting their uh actions with insurance fraud in the United States. there is not nothing new and ev- and everything is new.
0: Well, it's uh it seems like uh when you get involved uh there's been uh you know some uh, misfortune there, but I, I know that uh it must be interesting and challenging. What's uh what's some of the most uh, enjoyable or what's the the most fun part of uh doing what you do?
1: job and making sure that you're supporting the person who retained you to do it Uh, I once had a a gentleman who reported the theft of snap-on tools the kind of tools mechanics use and every receipt he gave me was an odd numbered receipt you know one three five seven nine and it, it was obviously a fraud and the claim was denied and two years later a different insurance company hired me to take the examination under oath of the same man who had theft of Snap on Tools, and now all his receipts were two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. And when he showed up for his exam under oath, he just said, Hello, Mr. Barry, and we had a wonderful time and he knew I was going to deny his claim and we did, and it it was it was fun. And he knew he'd been caught, and he also knew that the government wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So he went on and probably made a claim again to somebody else uh, that didn't know him and, and, and made a profit off of him. I don't know. Yeah. But th- those are the kinds of things. That, that and you know, being uh, hated by a uh, criminal is, is a nice thing to know.
0: If you were, uh, say, a, a young man or young woman who was thinking about getting into the line of work that you're in, uh, what do you feel would be uh, some of the best preparation uh, for them uh, to to get into the business of a uh, fraud investigation or a fraud defense?
1: know a little bit about mechanics, a little bit about physics. So uh, a good background education would help in the liberal arts. He needs to know fine arts. You need to be a jack of all trades to be a good investigator. Then he has to have a good sense of curiosity, an ability to empathize with everyone, and an ability to ask questions. And listen to the answers. I was trained of being an investigator by the United States military who ran a specific school with actors acting as witnesses who would not answer questions that were not properly formed. of simple questions. Then you have to listen to the answer because it leads to the next question. That is difficult to train. It can be done. It was done for me by these actors who made my life miserable while I was learning. It gets me in trouble with my wife whenever she asks me a complex question and I answer with a single word. But that is necessary. If you want to get into defense, you first have to have that liberal arts education and then a law school education, pass the bar in the state in which you want to practice, and then try to find work with a law firm that actually represents insurance companies. Yeah. There is no easy way.
0: Now, you've uh, spent uh, most of your career in uh, Southern California, I presume. Is that where you're from? Is that where you grew up?
1: those rare Southern California natives uh, as are my three children uh, i I haven't I think my where I grew up is four miles from where I live right now and my office is one mile from my house which means I don't have a large long big commute but that gives me the opportunity to start work early and go home early uh, and control life but I love Southern California and Yes, we have a lot of fraud here. We have a lot of everything here. It's still the best place in the world to live. And, uh, unlike you people in the Midwest, we don't get tornadoes and we occasionally get an earthquake once every hundred years or so that might hurt somebody. But I'd rather have that
0: than a tornado every month, every year. Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, clear, uh, today. I can assure you.
1: Well, congratulations. I, when I was in Peoria, I was chased by a couple of tornadoes. And I do that again.
0: Well, Barry uh, Zalma, thank you so much for uh, joining us on our program today, and uh, it's been a pleasure to visit with you.
1: Well, thank you, and I hope your uh, listeners will take a look at my blog at zalma.com uh, slash blog, and also at my newsletter if they're
0: interested. I'm sure they will. Thank you. <laughs>